Welcome to the Mr. Nathan Powell podcast. Today we have a special treat. I thought that since Father's Day just passed not too long ago, it would be a great idea to bring my daughter on and see the perspective of the youth, the the next generation. So welcome, love. Uh, She's 11 years old. Welcome, love, to the Mr. Nathan Powell podcast with your dad. And uh, just to start off things, uh, congratulations on you graduating from grade five. How does it feel to be graduating and going to middle school? How does that feel? Um, it's nice to have like a new beginning and have new teachers and learn new and more improved things. There's been a lot of changes for everybody with the pandemic. A lot of our lives has changed, but I don't think people really think how this has affected the young kids in school. Now for you, since school's been going on with the pandemic, how has that affected you? Um, school in pandemic online is really different for me and it also changes the way I have to learn because in person you'd be able to see what's happening but online it's way different most of the time you can't see what they're doing and you just have to listen and try and understand also you can't really um, communicate to your teacher directly unless it's through an email and wi-fi problems are also a big thing They had a rough rollout in the beginning. I think a lot of students didn't have laptops or they weren't set up and the teachers didn't know how to use, I guess, the software and how to get their class online. How are the teachers doing now versus the way they started? Um, before my teachers, they didn't really know how to set up assignments, so we would just be doing assignments while we were in class. They also improved on uh, how to use their mic and how to keep the class paying attention and understanding what they're trying to teach so that was an improvement and they also learned how to make assignments more secure and make things more safe how are the parents doing because i remember in the beginning parents were making it on the news for doing silly stuff in the background while their children were learning some of the parents weren't dressed properly some of the parents were saying stuff that they shouldn't be saying the teachers or the classroom would hear have you seen any incidents like that while you were on class yes i have actually a couple of times but most of the time it's nothing really bad it's just usually when their parents walks through the background to get something across the room or when their parent or guardian goes to help them with something and they forget that the camera's on do you think it's embarrassing for the kids um maybe but i don't think it's that bad because it's really like it's normal so how's your grades been this year My grades have been really good, but also it's not the easiest to keep um, consistent. But even though I'm not fully consistent with everything, I still am able to give 100% on all my marks. I never really thought of the fact that you did have to take a whole new learning style for your school. But eventually you seem to be very motivated, self-motivated to get those grades and to pursue A's. So... What makes you motivated to get those grades? I think what gets me motivated to get good grades all the time or as much as I can is for my future because although I am still in elementary and I'm graduating this year to middle school, I do still have the opportunity to get into better schools and seek higher education while I'm still in middle school so I can be my best for high school and I can do better in the long run. And I just think it's best that I learn as much as I can now so it's easier for me in the future. Do you or people your age at 11 years old think about the future? Do they even think that far? Um, Not a lot of my friends do that, but they also do just think in general that they should just do what they're supposed to to just be successful in their own things to understand better. 
as a kid, what do you feel success is? What's your definition of success? The definition of success to me is when somebody has the ability to do things without struggling and to do things and be able to progress while only having to do what they learned and what they know and just doing what they know to succeed. And do you think that most parents are successful? Um, not everybody's successful, but it's not really success that makes you be able to support a family or that makes you be able to do things. It's more like success is what makes you be able to do things and then do more with those things. What's more important? Do you think it's more important that your parents make lots of money and provide a comfortable home? Or do you believe that children prefer that their parents spend lots of time with them and be there for them? Is it more for the money to buy the cool stuff or do you think it's more time to spend with the children which which is more important um i think that answer varies for each child because some children don't really care about the attention and they more like want to be kind of better or just equal to others but other children are more like they appreciate the attention and they want to connect with their family members more is there a lot of peer pressure to have like the nice shoes or nice name brand outfits even at 11 years old? Um, For me, I don't think there's any pressure, but I do choose to do things that I feel like are nice or beneficial to me. For other people I know, I don't really think they feel peer pressured either because there isn't really one person or people that are actually telling them that they have to. It's more like a choice that you can choose. I noticed that you spend a lot of time online, right? And I'm not really a fan of social media pages. Even though I'm on Instagram, there are a lot of content that I wouldn't want to expose my child to. What do you think about Instagram? Should children be allowed on Instagram? What's your thoughts on that? Um, children should be allowed on Instagram because um, Instagram is also a safe place for everybody in general. As long as you keep parental supervision and you're making sure your child is doing what they're supposed to and what they said they were which I'm actually doing because I have parental supervision as well I also think that when you have Instagram you can do more things like you can sell things you can document things you can do a lot more things than you can on messenger or whatsapp or things like that so that's why I think Instagram is a good thing for anybody to use can parents really trust an 11-year-old, a, a young child, to be responsible enough to handle the internet? Because there are a lot of dangers online. There's even adults pretending to be kids. And I think parents are just scared of what could happen on the internet because they see themselves how many things happen with their own eyes. I think that, yes, you can trust an 11-year-old on social media because as long as you know and as long as you educate them on what can happen, they will know what they, they can choose if they want to listen. And if they listen, that's great. If they don't listen, you can revoke their rights to use social media. But um, it's best that you tell them what's going to happen instead of just pretending that it's never going to happen and not giving them space to do things that they want to. It's best to just let them do what they want as long as you let them know that there's things out there and there's bad things out there that they need to be aware of. Allow children the chance to be more responsible and maybe with a little bit of moderation, just a little bit of access at a time until they can handle the responsibility of doing it on their own speaking of influences online what are your influences online i see you, you listen to youtubers sometimes they use language that's not appropriate 
most of the people on YouTube are not even your age, but they're they're making children content, but then they're not like you. What do you think about the quality of the content? Is it good for kids or not good for kids? Some things are good for kids. Not all things are good for kids. Some adults play games that are meant for kids and don't act like it's for kids. Like they use things and they act like it's more of an adult game not like they use the game to say yeah this is an adult game but it's more like they play the game and they're making it seem like it's an adult game things like that they also might be doing things that um act like they're gonna show kids stuff and instead they're talking about more adult stuff or using bad language but most of the stuff online on youtube is pretty good as long as you have like if you have younger kids, you can put restrictions on YouTube and they, they give you the option for that and you can make sure that it only shows kids stuff. And yeah. I think that a lot of parents don't even know how to work much of their devices. I know that you have some restrictions on some of your devices, but from your friends, are their devices restricted or do their parents even know about restrictions on their devices? Not, I'm pretty sure none of my friends have restrictions on their devices, but it's more like their parents just chose not to because a lot of my parents I mean long as my friends parents are younger it's not like they don't know it's more like they just choose not to because a lot of my friends are also responsible do you think restrictions are necessary or not I don't think restrictions are necessary for me when I did have restrictions on my phone it kind of made me feel like I couldn't really use it to the fullest extent that I wanted to and I always had to like wait for a certain time I couldn't download apps sometimes but um now that I have it off I kind of feel like I have more freedom to use the things I would like to that would be a restriction on when it can be used so for instance maybe after a certain time you can't use the device but what about restrictions to certain websites or certain content that's not for your age right because there's a lot of information a lot of things online that's not appropriate for your age that's why we have different ratings for movies different rating for music and you know music with a lot of swearing or uh, inappropriate dancing or people who are not dressed properly do you think that's stuff that 11 year olds or people your age should be exposed to i don't think that's what we should really be exposed to but it's more like the parents decision if they are okay with their children knowing that because it really is just what happens like in the real world because people do that and people that's how the world is so it's not really the worst thing to know now as long as your parent is okay with you knowing that what kind of sense do you have for danger on the internet like how do you know if it's a kid versus not a kid is there a way to tell or like how do you figure this out um, for people online, some people follow me that are just random people. So usually I go on their account and I look through it. And some people, they were older, they were grown men, so I block them and I unfollow them. I mean, not unfollow them. I make them, like, I make them unfollow me and I just don't interact with them. Some people that I don't know that I'm not able to check, I just don't interact with them at all. That's really what I do. And I don't really talk to people that I don't know. So I usually just talk to my friends or friends of friends or people i just meet outside in real life and what do you think about influences like the cardi b's and the meg the stallions which a lot of parents might feel they're not sending a good message out for the younger children you know not to pick on the women i'm sure there are other male influences there's a ton of rappers who have inappropriate lyrics that talk about using drugs etc if you have access to all those music videos don't you think that is not a positive thing for parents to do to allow their children to have access to that information 
Um, from the internet, I actually did some research on Cardi B before, and I actually found out that Cardi B did mention that her music is not for kids, only if the parent is okay with it. So that's one thing that you can keep in mind. So that's really up to the parent if the child can listen to it. Um, for Megan the Stallion, I'm not really sure if she ever mentioned that it's not for kids, but most of her music is not specifically for kids, but it's not all for just adults. So I think she has a mix of music that's okay for kids, but not really the thing that kids should be listening to more than she has stuff that are just restricted from kids. What about comments online? Online bullying, internet bullying was an issue in the past. Now that everyone is online completely with school, is bullying still the problem like it was when you were in class? Um, yeah, bullying is probably still the same. I don't really experience bullying personally because I don't really talk to people like that. But I do believe that bullying is still a thing because some people I do know do get bullied online. But what I do do when I end up um, encountering people who want to bully me, I really just ignore them. But if they want to continue, I just block them or I remove them from anything that I'm in with them. So I just don't get in contact with them because I really do know that it's just because they're mad at something that I have that they don't or they just want to get at me for doing something that I can do that they can't. How do kids your age deal with bullying? Do you go to your parents? Do you go to the principal? Or is this something that most kids just keep quiet about and try to work it out between themselves? For me, when I do experience bullying or when I do see somebody else getting bullied, I actually email my teacher if that's if it's in school that that's happening, I email my teacher. If it's off school and it's like on social media, I will talk to the person that's getting bullied or so. And I might tell them like to just block the person because I don't really want to talk to the other person's parents. I'm just trying to make sure they're not getting bullied anymore. Do you think that parents know that their children are being bullied? Not everybody's parents do because not everybody's child is allowed online. So it's more like, secret and some parents don't really care if their child got bullied or not so it's really just up to the kid if they're gonna tell their parent or not and for the parents who do care and they want to find out what's going on with their children if they're being bullied what are some suggestions you have for them to figure that out um i say just don't go through this stuff because that's kind of rude and it's an invasion of privacy but do ask them, um, how are you doing on social media? Is anybody bothering you? Something along those lines. Just make sure you're not invading their privacy and trying to find it yourself because um, that's just kind of rude. And I know that you wouldn't like that yourself personally. So you just have to ask them. If they choose not to tell you and it, they're saying that it's not really a big problem, then you can ask to see what they're talking about. But don't force yourself to know. Now, when I was a kid, I don't think I had any privacy as long as I was living under my parents' roof. So why do you feel that you are entitled to privacy, your generation is entitled to privacy, when maybe a lot of the older adults didn't get that type of privacy? Um, Actually, everybody is allowed privacy. That's actually their own right. So if even though it's your parent, they still deserve um, respect themselves, and you still deserve respect from them. It goes both ways because you guys are both humans. You guys are both people. You guys have both have emotions you guys both have boundaries so personally i think that parents should get their privacy children should get their privacy and they should not break the boundary as long as one of them is not breaking rules you talk about respect but what are some ways that adults or parents disrespect children 
Um, some of the ways that adults or parents are disrespecting children is by going through their things, calling them names, which is not all the time, but it does happen. Judging them when they do things, sometimes just talking about how their grades aren't good and making them feel bad about it, that's kind of disrespectful because they don't, although they've probably graduated from school, they don't really know how it is for you in this year of school because they've never been through a year like this in school. And also due to the pandemic, not everybody's okay with online learning and more people are better with in-person so they can see things and they can physically touch things. So doing that is kind of disrespectful to the child because you're kind of like judging them on something they can't really fix. Um, another thing that could be disrespectful to a kid is just saying that what they're trying to do is just not good. Like imagine you were to make a flower poster for your mom or your dad or somebody you care about and they're just like oh this flower poster it's it's okay but like I would rather you put green petals instead of blue petals and a, a purple stem instead of a green stem because the colors all look they look too much alike so I don't like that it's kind of like mean I guess or disrespectful which is the better word because you really did work hard on that to make them a flower poster you're saying parents need to be more encouraging to their children and not be so critical of the things that they do, especially when it's something that really doesn't matter. Criticizing someone's artwork or criticizing their grades. As long as your child is trying hard, I guess we should be more understanding. Yeah. What about when the children disrespect the adults now? What do parents do for children who are disrespectful? I think the best thing to do with the child that's disrespecting you is to first ask why to then figure out why they're doing it if they have no good reason and just tell them why they shouldn't do it or just talk to them about why they shouldn't be doing that and why they're going to get in trouble for this and what they're doing is incorrect and how it's affecting others if they do have a good reason or an okay reason to you and they have a real reason then you can talk to them about that reason ask them why they feel that way why they feel like the best way to express how they feel is to disrespect you and then you can fix that problem if that's not fixed from there you guys can always talk about it or take a break from each other and just figure out why try and think why it's happening and try and figure out how to fix yourself as an adult as a parent and how their child could adjust themselves to you as a kid and as your child i'm kind of an old school value person which i feel like children should not cross the line to disrespect i'm big on respect but from your perspective what kind of things you feel might make a child want to act disrespectful what do you think might motivate that what do you think might be going on with them why children might change their behavior to start being rude to their parents or misbehaving I think that reasons why children want to be disrespectful is just because they might be irritated, annoyed, or they just have emotions, the same emotions as you do when you're upset or feel like you should be disrespectful to others because you're feeling that way. It's not like you want to do it purposely. It's more like in this moment, I'm feeling this, so I'm going to do this to them. And most of the time it's not personal. It's more like they can't control it or that's the only way they're able to express how they're feeling. I personally, I'm not like disrespectful purposely. Some things that I do are accidentally disrespectful, but I don't have intentions that are on purpose. I don't do things on purpose to annoy people or to be disrespectful. I just do things I do. Now you talk about children having the same emotions as adults. 
I've seen a lot of headlines with a lot of young children, a lot of disturbing headlines where young children might even commit suicide and those kind of things. Now, to me, that is like unheard of for my generation of kids doing that. But we we live in a different time now, which is very, very hard to understand for a lot of parents. It's very scary because children are exposed to so much. So do children at your age experience things like depression or go through those type of things just like adults? Um, yeah, I do think so, because uh, everybody really does. And it's not like everybody's going to be perfect. And it's not like perfect is what you're trying to aim for. It's more that perfect is what you want, but you're not really going to get it because nobody is. Um, when it comes to emotions like depression and things along those lines, everybody does experience that at least once in their life. It's not like it happens immediately at a certain age. It's not like it happens later at a certain age. It's more like there's going to be a time in your life when you might go through depression. And it might be early on and never again. It might be early on and ongoing. It might be any time. And it's just that you can't really specify depression to one age group. So it's that it's best that you recognize that your child might be depressed or your cousin might be depressed or that person might be depressed and acknowledge it and try to help. Are there any signs that we could look for as parents to kind of see the warning signs for a child that's depressed? What can we do to do a better job as parents? Um, For children that are depressed, I think that it's best that you give them space um, just let them do what they're doing. Just monitor them more, but don't be disruptive. Sometimes parents are more like in their face about it. Like I'm monitoring you in your face, but it's more like space, but still keep an eye on them. Don't go without talking to them every like one hour or so, but let them have their own space. You're not going to want to stop them from what they're doing if they might want to come downstairs and not talk to you and just walk past get a snack and go away just let them do that because that's how they're feeling and if you disrupt them they're not going to feel any better it's not going to make them feel it might not make them feel worse but it might not make them feel better a lot of parents want to put pressure on their children not for mean reasons but because we want to drive you to do a better job and to do well in life because the whole childhood is about preparing you to be adults and when you're an adult you don't have that um, privilege where people are concerned with whether you're doing well or not you have to fend for yourself so the foundation we're building you is to make you into functioning adults that can do well in the world do you feel that in our attempt to help you grow we're putting too much pressure on children what is your perspective on that? Like, how do we prepare you without putting too much pressure if that's the case? I think the best way to prepare a child for the future in the best way without being pressuring and without going too fast for their own pace um, is just to encourage them to learn about this once in a while, learn about that, or um, involve future things in their current things like Oh, maybe you're at the grocery store and now you got to pay something. Great time to teach some HST. Maybe later on you got to pay your car loan. Great time to teach them about loans. When you're home and you're talking about work and how you're going to get a new interview. Great time to teach them about how to get a job. It's just incorporate random things that they might need in the future in their day-to-day life so that it's more like a normal thing that they know by heart. Do you think children 
your age are even interested in that stuff or are they just completely bored they don't even want to hear what their mom and dad is talking about um me i personally i am interested it's more like it's educational to me so i believe that there's probably other children like me that are interested it's just one thing that people do not really think are is a great thing to learn now it's not everybody agrees that children my age should be learning those things but it's really good to learn now just like how you learned your abcs you learned your abcs when you were so young and now you can sing it by heart you can do whatever you can do with your eyes closed you can draw it you can do anything but since it's come to hst and all those adult stuff and whatever people are thinking no they should not do it now they should do it later when they actually need it but how about they do it now so they can learn it backwards forwards in their with their eyes so they could do it while they're sleeping so they can learn how to be an adult properly a lot of parents feel that in the school they're trying to teach children things that they shouldn't know they feel like maybe the school values are online with their values maybe they're religious and they don't want their children learning about different things like sex from school or even other things about different communities that maybe share a different view do you think it's important to have that in school for the people who just believe that school should just be about math and English and those things? Is it important to learn about these other things that may make parents feel uncomfortable? I think it should be optional. I think it should be a free program or like a health program. You can just sign your child up if you agree with it, but you don't have to agree with it, which is a good thing. It's optional. You can't force anybody to do anything they don't want to. That's exactly what rights are you have your own right to do what you want and you can also have the right to help your child choose what they want um so it should be just a program where you can add them to the list and then they get taught that and this portion of kids that don't want to learn that or the portion of parents that don't want their children to learn that get separated from them and there's a period of time where those kids that are separated do other things and the kids that are in the program learn about the health stuff I feel like we have children's services, things that protect children, but do you feel like you have rights? Um, I do know I have rights, but it's not like I get treated like I have rights all the time because obviously people don't really care. If you're a child, if you're younger than them, they are superior. So they don't care what you have to say unless they're just that type of person that actually listens and understands. Um, they really don't care. They will do whatever they know what's right because they are the oldest. They know more than you and it's more like a thing that they choose whether your rights matter around them but it's not like they take away your rights in general unless they're really the main person you're around as an adult we feel our job is to teach the children what are some things that children can teach adults um i think some things that children can teach adults is current life things like um not everybody knows how to message their friends not everybody knows not all parents i'm saying trying to speak specifically not all parents know how to message their friends how to add their friends not all parents know how to start an instagram account or start a facebook account that's something we can teach you we know that stuff also some things we could teach you is other stuff just like random new things that you never experienced ever and we can teach you how to do that how to have fun we can teach you how to learn different things we really can teach you anything it's just more that you guys like teaching us because you guys are older and you like to give knowledge instead of taking knowledge. In general, from observing from maybe your life and your friends' lives, their parents, do you think that adults 
remember what it's like to be a kid anymore. I don't think all adults do, but there is a portion of adults that probably still do. There's, um, you do come legal when you're 18, so I don't know if that's considered adult, but um, maybe like 25 year old, they probably still do remember. But as you get older, past the age of 60, you probably don't remember it as much. You probably might have forgot a little few bits and pieces. Maybe you only remember high school. But um, I do think you might remember core memories. Like maybe one day you went to the fireworks show and you met your first best friend. That type of stuff. A lot of people have bad experiences over time. Maybe a lot of adults, if you talk to them, they'll, they'll tell you about horrible things that happened to them as a child that affect them as adults. Now, when you look at your friends in your classroom or you look at people around you that's your age, can you picture them growing up into the same adults that you see right now? Not my friends. Um, specifically my friends, none of them. I don't think any of them have any bad history with anything i think they're living pretty good but it's only from my point of view i don't know what's going on in their households and what's going on in their lives but from my point of view i think they're having a pretty good time and um i'm having a good time with them so i believe that they'll probably have some good memories to tell people when they get older people feel that children are not aware of what's going on in the household with their parents that they're just oblivious they don't know do children know more than the parents think? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not really what they know more than the parents think they do. It's more that they know more than they told the parents. Like, mm. What about emotional intelligence? Like what you know about how your parents are feeling and what's going on. Maybe mom, mom and dad is fighting or maybe mom and dad is getting a divorce or going to be separated. How do children your age deal with that stuff or understand interpret that i've never experienced my parents getting a divorce but i do know that when people separate you can't really do anything about it it's really their choice it's not your life although it is somebody you cared about and also somebody else that you care about that you cared about mostly when they're together it's a, still a change that you have to accept because it's not your life, it's theirs. And if they're not comfortable anymore, you can't tell them that they have to be comfortable around that certain person. It's just best you agree in your understanding and you just try and make sure that you can have still both halves of a whole. And maybe if you have to, you can visit one parent once in a while or as often as you can. Or you can just make sure you stay at a guardian and then you just they come over or something. Is it uncomfortable knowing that mom or dad will be dating a different person? How does that make children feel? I don't really care who my parents date. Uh, I mean, I don't really care who my parents date separately. It it doesn't really matter to me because it's not my life. But as long as they're just treating me nicely and they're un, um, as long as their significant other is respectful and nice um, and also takes care of me and isn't just a fake uh, I'm fine with it. I don't really care. But um, I don't really think it's expected that I c fully interact with them. Or if I call them, I start calling them like mom or dad. It's more like a thing that I'm just going to accept them as a parent guardian, not as a mom or dad. A lot of people believe that maybe children are baggage and they don't believe that they're a positive thing. Um, what do you have to say about people who believe dating someone who already has a child is not a good thing? Some people that do that 
it's just their own it's just their own preference maybe they don't like kids and they don't want to deal with kids and maybe they just don't want kids that aren't their kids or maybe they just don't want kids in general the way it is when you're dating someone you're not just with the mother you get the whole package you can't just pick and choose what you want from that package now for the case of when they're trying to i guess impress the daughter or son and they're the new person trying to date mommy or daddy what are some things that they should not do or how do they make a good impression um a good way to make a good impression is just to not fully disrupt them just don't disrupt the child let them do what they're doing because they were fine without you in the first place just try and more like just get into the flow of what they're doing maybe start doing the same thing like not copy don't copy them find what you guys have similar interests and maybe involve them with your time like maybe you both like yoga go and do yoga together then you guys might get closer and might have fun at yoga and you guys relationship will be better things that you shouldn't do is just don't force yourself into their family because you were still better i mean they were still better and fine without you if your mom or dad ends up dating someone who you really don't like, what goes through children's mind at that point? If that happens, I'd probably tell my mom or dad that I don't like them and why. If I don't tell them that, I'd probably just ignore the person entirely. I wouldn't talk to my mom or dad if that person was around. I would just distance myself from them. And if that person tried to interact with me, I would probably like try and give them signs that I'm uninterested and that I'm just not paying attention to them so that they would leave me alone. It's more like that you want to try and end the relationship. You don't want to interact with them. It's that you kind of don't want them to realize that you're even there anymore just to get away from them and distance yourself so you don't have to worry about it. You started a business. How old were you when you started your first business, actually? I think I was like 9 or 10 or 9 turning 10. Okay, and you came up with the idea for your business. You wanted your parents to support you on that. What was the idea for your business? My first idea of a, of a business was jewelry. I had seen a lot of jewelry businesses. And I was like inspired by them because I was like, wow, I love jewelry. And I want to be like them because they do so much good to other people. And they make people feel better and make people feel more prettier, I guess. What did you learn from your first business? From my first business, I learned that not everything you invest into is going to be the thing you want. I'm not really interested in that same topic anymore. It was more like a thing that I was into last time. But I did do a lot of great things. I did get a lot of customers from friends and family and close people that I, my mom or my dad knew. Um, I did get actual orders and I shipped them or I delivered them. And I got them to people and they were happy with their items. I also learned how to do websites and I involved myself in educating myself on different subjects and different things that I need to learn about marketing and I did a lot of that and I also really improved how I thought of customers like you won't always get customers you won't always get money you have to just wait and you have to have patience patience is definitely something that you need in business you've decided to switch from a product-based business and now you're moving into a service-based business what made you decide to go that direction I decided to go into a service-based business because I feel like I'm more better off doing 
services. It's because for the products, I was more like, "Mm, do I really want to sell this anymore? I'm starting to not like the quality or I'm starting to not like how this looks. How am I going to improve this? And do I even want to even improve this? It's going to take so long. But now with services, I did some research. I did what I had to do to understand the concept of services. And I realized that it's more like a thing that can change over time easily. You can customize services you can change services you can even slow down services you can speed up services you can do anything you want you can mold it to what you need to and you can do what you need to on your own pace well, what's the toughest thing about doing business as a as a kid i think the toughest thing of doing business as a kid is that i feel like it's kind of embarrassing at sometimes but that's only embarrassing for me because not everybody my age is doing that and it's kind of like I'm doing this and what if they find it out and they're like ew that's weird why are you doing that and it's just like not it's not you don't get the best attention from it but you still do have people that do love your work and some people that don't like your work. What drives you to continue to do business knowing that you're not going to get the money as adults or that adults are not going to take you seriously? What makes you want to keep on doing it? Especially, you might even be competing against some adults. What makes you feel like you can compete against grown-ups? Um, what makes me feel like I can compete with adults is we are all pretty much equal. It's all just knowledge. If I have the same amount of knowledge as that one adult, we can be equal. As long as I'm still educating myself and still benefiting myself to be almost equal and then once I'm equal I can do better if I do better at a young age I can do better in the future and I can do way better in the in the far future it's really much like you do something now you get that benchmark and then you just keep going because now you're just you're on a roller coaster and it's never ending roller coaster you're going up you're going down you're going left you're going right you really just keep going yeah, that is something, I guess, interesting because nowadays things change so quickly that the information of yesterday is already outdated by tomorrow. As a young person, we had to take keyboarding classes to learn how to type back in the day. And for you, you're just born with a device in your hand. So your capacity to learn and use your devices is something that comes natural. Whereas there's a lot of people who are still learning. I have clients who are still trying to figure out how to send emails or to do simple tasks where for a young person, it's, it's just really, really quick. What other advice do you have uh, just in closing for adults, for the parents out there? What can you tell them? Some advice I have for parents with their, with children that might not be talking to them or might not be connecting with them as much or just parents that have children that they don't really know how to communicate with them. I think it's best that you just watch and observe or you try and interact with them but only the slightest, only when they're ready. Like As I mentioned before, if they're coming downstairs to get a snack and they just leave immediately, don't force to talk to them. If they come downstairs and they walk your direction start doing stuff near you maybe you can start talking to them just as long as you're not making it disruptive to what they're doing also i think it's really good to try and give your children or your child a treat or a 
gift every once in a while just for doing them just for being a child or just for being a human in general i think it's great to just help them realize that yeah i'm really doing good my mom keeps giving me gifts or my dad or my guardian keeps giving me these wonderful gifts and snacks or whatever you're giving them and it's making me feel awesome i think that i'm doing a great job and i'm gonna keep doing this because i keep getting wonderful gifts not everybody is self-motivated not everybody has external motivation but both motivation are both still appreciated because they are both a gift definitely i think no matter what age we are we all need to be acknowledged and motivated these are things that we need as adults and sometimes we forget young people are still human young people still go through the same emotions they may interpret things differently they may see the world differently but they still eat breathe and act and do a lot of things that we do and in fact they're exposed to more than just children's stuff because they're around us while adults are depressed children are there being part of that environment when adults are fighting children are there being part of the environment there's nowhere for them to go so they're always around adults when we're going through the stuff that we're going through so if we're going to go through it around our children we need to equip them and also teach them how to deal with the same emotions that we're experiencing around them chances are if we're experiencing this around them then they may also be experiencing it themselves All right, so thank you, love, for being a guest today. I really appreciate you coming on the second episode of our podcast. 